Hello, and welcome to episode four of Your Money Questions Answered. I'm your host, Elena Pearson Arroyo, Client Engagement Manager at Washington Financial Group. In today's episode, we're going to answer the question, I need more money now. Should I reduce my contributions or stop paying into my 401k? But first, a quick word from the good folks at Compliance. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, LPL Financial and Washington Financial Group are separate non-affiliated entities. And now, on to the show. I'm joined today by Charlotte Kanka, Director of Client Services at Washington Financial Group. Good morning, Elena. Hey, Charlotte. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here. Wonderful. I'm also joined by Rick Hope, one of our talented retirement plan specialists at Washington Financial Group. Morning, Elena. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for joining us all the way from the uh, the Columbia there, office. <laughs> you're good to be here. Rick crossed the river for us, and uh, we greatly appreciate it today. <laughs> good morning, uh, Rick. Charlotte, so, you cross the, uh, you I cross the, the river, river every too, day. Does that, oh, good does point. That... You know, I think we all cross the river because I live in D.C. Oh, so, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, well, this is a committed group of folks here. There you go. Uh, today's question is, I need more money now. Should I reduce my contributions or stop paying into my 401k? So what are some options we have here? Let's say that we are somebody who needs a little bit extra cash right on hand, a little bit extra liquidity. What are some options that uh, that we can take to uh, to make sure that we get that without, you know, for example, taking out a loan or something like that. What so can we do? the first thing that I want to say is that if if it's a choice between reducing your contributions and increasing your credit card balance, then the, that is not a choice. You definitely want to stop your 401k contributions, even though it's the antithesis of everything that we preach. But you do not want to increase your credit card balance because you're going through a rough patch. So to me, that's the first thing that you have to to address is, yes, it's worth not having that 401k contribution if it means that you will not increase your credit card debt. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Just to add to that, Charlotte, one of the things I think uh, you also think about is, is reduce the contribution to the 401k. First, right. Yeah, and, and, and you're right about the credit card. You don't want to go there. So reduce the contribution to the 401k plan. Take that differential and put it towards the credit card. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. So one thing that I actually did recently is uh, I came into a, you know, a need that I actually had to reduce my contributions, right, for a little while because I was a little bit worried about you know increasing credit card debt and all that good stuff. So um, the other thing that you can do is I remember I was putting in a bunch of money into the Roth. And so I still wanted to get my my employer match money going in. So I knew that I wanted to decrease my deferral just right till I hit that employer match. So I still get that money. Right. But I also also switched over to pre-tax because with pre-tax contributions, it feels like less money is being taken out of your account, right? Because right. you're saving on the taxes now. So that's another thing that helps if you're doing Roth contributions. If you switch over to the pre-tax, again, we say it hurts less, but you still have the same amount of money going into the account, right. which is a nice little trick as well. Um, so that's something that was helpful for me in the past. Um, but in terms of um, making sure that you're still getting that employer contribution. It's pretty important because that really, really adds up. It does. It, it, even if you have to, you know, think about what we said earlier, even if you have to reduce your contribution down really low, you still want to have something going into the, the plan because you, 
you're, you're doing this thing called dollar cost averaging, just which means you're putting money into the plan on a regular basis. doesn't matter whether the market is up or the market's down. You're buying shares at some cost. Historically, that'll average out. Um, it's not a guarantee that you'll end up that your, your, your plan will end up at a high level, but right. historically it's done well to dollar cost average. Yeah, definitely you want to be putting in your money at uh, all different intervals. So, I mean, that's another thing is there are some people who like to front load their contributions at the beginning of the year, right? Right. So right. what's right. kind of the disadvantage of doing that? Well, the disadvantage goes back to that idea, Elena, of dollar cost averaging. Mm-hmm. You, when you, one of the things that's really hard to do and by front-loading your contributions is this thing called market timing. Maybe you put a bunch of money in at the beginning and the market is at uh, some high amount, and then right after you put that contribution in, things happen like today. Mm -hmm. We have this uh, global trade problem and the market goes way down. Now your money's gotta work that much harder just to get back to even. Well, and the other thing is with front loading, you know, you have to look at your match, your employer match. Yeah. Is your employer paying a match on a payroll by uh, payroll by payroll basis? Because if it is, you're front loaded that that contribution, and you may not be taking advantage of getting that full right. employer match. So you have to pay attention to that as well. You're so. right. You're yeah, exactly and that's right. what the majority, and I think a lot of people don't realize that is the way that your employer match works is it goes in. Per paycheck. So if you, let's say you're putting in 5% per paycheck and your employer is also putting in, you know, some amount, um, if you miss a paycheck, even though your average might be 5% throughout the year, it needs to be 5% each paycheck that they're actually matching. That's That's what they're tracking it off of. So very important if you're going to reduce your contributions or stop paying them, drop to zero, that you are going to lose out on that That match. That's right. right, right. On whatever interval that you use that for. So it's definitely something to be mindful of. And some some, uh, 401k and retirement plans, they have the true up at the end of the year that they will take advantage of. So if you do... If you do have to drop down, if your if your employer matches five percent and you do have to drop down to three, if there if your plan allows for a true up at the end of the year, then you can up your when your situation when your financial situation gets better, you can up your um, contribution rate at the end of that period. You know, after your your little little blip in your schedule goes. Yeah, can you explain to us what a true up is? So a true up is they will take the full amount of. Uh, let me give you an example. I think that's easier. If you make ten thousand uh, dollars a year, because it's a nice round number, and n- not that anybody could survive on ten thousand dollars, but if you put in five percent and your employer puts in five percent, five percent of ten thousand dollars is five percent. Uh, five hundred. Yeah, five. <laughs> no, well, you, you, anyway, that's the that's the dollar amount. Five hundred. Yeah. So, so five hundred dollars. So throughout the year, you you need to put in five hundred dollars. If you put in $100 in the beginning of the year and $300 in the middle of the year and then $100 at the end of the year, you do get to your original 500. So a true up is when they take that aggregate balance throughout the entire year and then they say, okay, well, you did put in $500 throughout the whole year, Mm -hmm. so we will go ahead and match you $500 versus as we were talking about. If you put in $100 and there is no true up, then you're only going to get their 5% match on that $100. And then on the $300, uh, you may not 
make that full 5% because that'll be more than the 5% of your right, salary. Right, if you sort of fluctuate and yeah. go up and down. Yeah. So yeah, you want that consistency is important. But the way I think the best way to sort of determine which one is right for you is if you look at your summary plan document, there which I know a lot of people don't do out there, but it is really helpful to check out your plan highlights. If you have any questions, go to your HR team and ask about how exactly your match works. It might be a lump sum contribution after the end of the year based on you know your right. employment. There's so many different Different There's ways so that, many different yeah. calculations, and what we're kind of giving you is sort of the standard one that most people use, but there are so many creative things that our companies are doing these days to make sure that their employees are getting these um, these benefits into their plans um, and doing things that work for them. So um, it's always good to reach out and make sure uh, that you are getting and taking full advantage of getting your employer contribution. Yeah, and that summary plan description is really good light reading. So if you really are well, having it, trouble sleeping at that, night, start with well, that. Well, but it is the, e- it is the easiest. It is the easiest. Of, that is correct. Uh, for the employees to understand. Yes, that is true. So thank you both for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank good you for having here. us. Absolutely. If you have a question that you'd like us to address in a future episode, shoot us an email at info at washfinancial.com. Thanks for listening to Washington Financial Group's Your Money Ant questions answered podcast thank you we have that once we already have that recorded right that one (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to washington financial group's your money questions answered podcast connect with us at washfinancial.com if you enjoy our show we'd love for you to subscribe on itunes or wherever you access your podcasts what's true up i don't know until next time this is going to be the wft outtakes (laughs) 